0: It's Elizabeth. It's been a while, I know. I don't even want to know the last time that I recorded a podcast episode, but that's in the past. That's so last year, literally. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. Um, It's 2024, and I feel really good about this year. I always say that, honestly. I'm one of those girls that gets excited about New Year's resolutions, goal setting, vision board. Like I love it all. I don't care. And this year, I am doing it a little bit differently because I discovered the 12 week method, the quarter system for goal planning, instead of you know the traditional year goal. And it makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like I very much of a scattered brain, all these thoughts running through my head and I don't know where to allocate my time and my energy. And I kind of like spread myself thin, I guess. And that's honestly, I think where I went Wrong with my podcasting and YouTube and just content creation in general because, yes, all of these things bring me a lot of energy. They bring me joy, especially after recording a podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like therapy. Like, even if it didn't get posted anywhere, it's still therapy. So, that's a sign for me that that's something that I should pour more of my time into. However, I just feel like I have all these goals, like I said, scattered in my brain. So I get confused and there's like lack of structure there. So this year, I really want to structure my life a little bit more, but also not get so worked up in structures. So (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, we'll deep dive it a little bit. I think with my purpose is having structure so that I realize that I don't need to plan every single thing because as long as the important things are planned then i have like i can see the time that i have for free time or just like play time and that things are going to fall into place because overall i have a good foundation so i don't need to like stress about every single minute of the day not being utilized to its max potential because i've already kind of planned it out and you know set the time aside that i need to to work on what I wanna do and then avoiding burnout by giving myself time to just relax. So I'll go into the 12 week method a little bit later and my intentions for the new year is also we're gonna self reflect and look back on the year and what we're leaving behind and just things that we wanna do differently because you know, you have to face your failures and your learning lessons in order to use that to your advantage moving forward and like make sure that that is not gonna happen again. But yeah, I guess let's just start off with a couple of life updates. I'm gonna be like walking through, I got this journal from Intelligent Change, it's called the Best Year Journal and they're the same creators of the people who wrote the five minute journal, which is like by far my favorite guided journal ever because it's so simple it keeps you on track helps you build good habits so yeah I decided to give this journal a try and there are some journal prompts in the beginning about reflection and gratitude looking back on your year about what went well so I think I'm just going to kind of combine you know journal prompts with also my own personal sharing as life updates. And it will be kind of a follow along type of thing because I love doing goal setting nights with my friends, especially for the new year. And I didn't do that this year yet. We usually start it a little later in the month slash early February, just because every everything's so chaotic in the beginning of the year. But I'm just going to do it with you guys now and get my fix and fill my cup this way. So here we go. One of the journal prompts is, these are, okay, these are just three of my favorite ones that called to me the most and I feel like were very thought-provoking. So, reflecting on last year, what were the three life-changing experiences? So, top three life-changing experiences. Write that down. Feel free to like pause this episode. I'll also leave the questions in the show notes. Look at me knowing podcast terms okay i was literally gonna be like in the bio in the description anyways top three most life-changing experiences of last year so pause do what you need to do and i'm just gonna share mine so number one quitting my nine to five i don't even like i said i don't know the last time that i recorded an episode so i don't even know if i talked about it but i quit my job like fully fully quit i didn't replace it with another nine to five I just fully trusted myself and was like no I got this if I quit I know for a fact that like I'm self-disciplined enough to make it work I'm not just gonna like literally do nothing all day or I don't know like I'm still gonna have structure and like people now that I've quit they'll be like what do you do with all your free time or like I bet you sleep in so late, like literally, no. I still wake up at five in the morning, 5.30, maybe six. And I get the day started. I try to get my workout in or I'll work on girl games. But like either way, I'm just, I feel very good right now. And I feel like not even just like, I just feel very fulfilled. And that's something that I was lacking in my previous life, the nine to five life, because I didn't feel like the things that I was working on in my job carried over into what what really like would fulfill me in life and like my life goals so i kind of felt like i was wasting a lot of time and now i feel a lot more clear-headed i'm obviously still growing and learning that's never gonna end and like there are still things in my daily routine that i want to get better at and improve but overall like yeah i quit my nine five so what i did i put my three months in i told my manager like i am not gonna work here in three months and i gave them a date and i didn't have a backup or anything and so that allowed me instead of like a two-week method which i think it's just too chaotic to put in your two weeks with no plans the three months i was like okay i can really think about it the clock's ticking what can i do instead so if you're wondering i do content creation I do get paid for it. And then I picked up a job at the glute lab, the gym that I've been going to for like three, four years now. And I teach group fitness classes twice a week. So I pitched myself to one of my friends and like the head girl in charge of the group classes. And I was just like, honestly, like everyone knows that I love glute lab and I'm just like a diehard for that community and the brand. So I think it was a no-brainer for me to pitch myself and for me to be offered like a couple days a week to work. So I've been teaching group fitness classes, which in itself is such a learning curve and like really fun too though because i i'm still learning how to interact with different types of people because there's so many personalities that come in and i have to be the one who's making everyone feel welcomed everyone feel like they're being supported so it's been like there are moments (laughs) where i'm like oh my gosh my self-doubt i have imposter syndrome like why am i even a coach because i feel like i am a baby or i feel like I'm not enthusiastic enough people have been like I can't hear you because I'm just very soft spoken and pretty like single toned I've been told that a lot so just kind of like really embracing just being myself and not trying to match the other coaches energy just trying to give my best energy which there's a huge difference like there's one thing for my friend she's very outspoken loud personable she's having all these conversations with people and sharing a lot like she I would say she's an overshare and that's not something that I am but what I can give I can give like genuine energy I can give my attention my tips my feedback like comfort I feel like I I provide a lot of comfort (laughs) so people will tell me now that I've kind of like leaned into my own unique style more people have been like i really push them i am sneakily challenging so like you wouldn't expect it from me but i'm gonna like challenge you in ways that like you wouldn't expect it because i'm maybe more quiet or i'm very attentive too so not feeling pressured to act a certain way allows me to like utilize my energy in the best way So, I'll go into number two. Committing myself to my finances was another life changing experience. I hired an accountant. I read books, YouTube videos. I made my own YouTube video on Finance 101. Like, they say that you learn the best if you have to teach that subject to somebody else. And that's so true. Like, you think you know something until you have to teach it. And then that forces you to learn even more. So, I think I went into the video like I really want to share basic financial tips because people don't know that they're not taught that in school, but in making that video, I also had to do a lot of research and I learned so much more. And so I'm proud of myself for like committing myself to that journey, opening up different credit cards, paying it off on time and a high yield savings account and putting money into my. Roth IRA like things like that because that's going to set me up for long-term success and it also helps me practice playing the long game and then lastly competing in strong lifting this last year it set the tone for how my year was going to be because that was in February and I wasn't even going to do it but I decided why not it's very much a solo sport and I'm not going to be letting anyone down by not hitting certain numbers like I'm just going to give it the best that I can. And that allowed me to really be comfortable failing in front of other people because there were lifts that I failed. I'm not the strongest by any means. And like having people watch me fail (laughs) and me being okay with it, like the immediate confidence boost after that, I'm like, hell yeah, I can do anything. So I am hopeful that I can fail more this year, like lean into failure and put myself out there and just say yes to things oh my gosh if you guys hear that i'm dog sitting i'm dog sitting like a shibu Inu pomeranian mix and she's like trying to get comfy in the covers and she's like you know when dogs dig up the sheets so that it's more comfortable for them she's getting like frustrated anyways next question i love this question because it's very like, it just shows the little joys are where it's at. What small things did you enjoy doing most during your day-to-day life? So I wrote, number one, it's crazy. Like, I did this journal prompt at the beginning of the year, and I wrote podcasts and reading. Not only just listening to podcasts, but also making podcasts and then reading. Because all three of those, listening to podcasts, making podcasts, and then reading, I feel like I was learning so much. And it was very energizing. Like These are just little simple things that you can do to bring more joy to your day. And it reminds me, like writing it down reminds me that I want to keep doing it. So I wrote podcasts and reading, um, making breakfast, like specifically eating oatmeal. I know it sounds so weird, but I feel really good after I eat oatmeal. And I discovered, well, not discovered, but I started solely making steel cut oats instead of rolled oats. And like, the seal cut is just way better to me. Anyways, journaling, something that I do every morning and night, I slacked off a little bit towards the end of the year, but then I got right back into it and it's such a game changer. You genuinely notice the difference of when you journal and when you don't journal. And I also wrote exercising, gotta have it, love it. I don't care, it doesn't have to be weightlifting, yoga, Pilates, whatever the case, moving your body and then being in the sun 100% like I need that I'm sitting in the sun right now you know what's crazy I got a standing desk this year too and for the longest time it was facing my wall where there's no window and I just never sat at it because or sorry I never stood at it I was just sitting with a blanket over my lap and just not vibing I was like how can I make this more fun then I faced my desk towards the window so now it's right up against my window I see right now I can literally see the tree outside my window and there's like a thousand bees on it eating the pollen do they eat the pollen whatever I don't know but anyways like I just I just feel the sun coming in I see the bees and it's such a vibe it looks like I have like a treehouse window because it's shaped like a triangle at the top but It makes me feel so much better and I actually stand at it now. Right now I'm sitting because it's going to be a long one, but you know what I mean? So sunlight is a huge game changer. Okay, last question. Top five happiest moments of the past year. Pause this, write it, go. So I'll just rapidly go through this because I don't want to take a thousand years. Okay, being with my family in Miami, I went to Miami with my entire Asian family, like my mom's side of the family, (laughs) and it was like 20 of us. So much fun, my cousin's wedding, and I tried so much new foods, like a lot of Latin American food and just being there with them. So I was so fulfilled. The Big Bear Retreat, went on a retreat with my gym squad. And then being in Florida with my gym squad as well, that was in February, but specifically there was the very first day we got there because I had never been to Florida before. We got coffee in the morning. It was like six in the morning, earliest I ever got coffee. I just got it for the vibes. I'm pretty sure I got decaf. And then we went to the beach and walked on the beach. It was so peaceful, so beautiful. Like the sun was just coming up. The sky was so pink and orange and it was warm and i'm like it's warm at seven in the morning and it was just such a great moment okay I lied. that wasn't the last question this one i won't share but what did i do for the very first time in my life last year list out all the things that you did for the first time this question helped me realize yes i want to keep doing things for the first time like why would i say no to trying new things i lied. i'm going to share started a podcast, spoke at a leadership summit, and yeah, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Okay, you can tell the coffee's kicking in. (sighs) Let's breathe. Here's a quote. The beginning is always today. This is where we're going to go into a self-reflective question about what you are leaving behind. Okay, so these are things that you don't want to move forward with you're not looking back at them lovingly. Well, maybe you are because, you know, they're learning lessons. But yeah, what are you going to leave behind in 2024? So go ahead, write it out, pause this. I really want to do this together. So, but I wrote that I am leaving, like straight off the top of my head, I'm leaving behind self-doubt. And I know that's such a broad thing to say, But don't worry, I have tangible tips for that for myself because I feel like overall I've gotten a lot better at trusting myself. But like, I think self doubt comes in the form of like me comparing myself to other people, me brainlessly scrolling, and especially on Instagram, looking at people that I don't know posts like on the explore page, just things like that. It's like, even when I was going to film this podcast right I was like I get in moods I'm like yes I want to do it I'm so excited let's go and then I'm like wait why the heck am I doing this this is so stupid like who's gonna listen but I know that's not true because like I said it makes me feel happy and I also know my my girls are listening <laughs> so um, anyways that's like a form of like something you can minimize in order to increase your self trust realizing that at the end of the day, it's really just not that deep. Like, who freaking cares? If you want to do something, just do it. Even if you have self-doubt, just embrace the self-doubt and do it anyways. Because when I do something, all I really care about is, was I being true to myself in that moment? It doesn't matter if in five minutes you feel differently. Like, Like, say for this podcast or if you made a TikTok whatever in that moment you are being as true to yourself as you possibly can be you're expressing yourself exploring your creativity and then you post it and then 10 minutes later you're like oh my god that was so cringy like now I'm doubting myself but it's like if that is really reflective of like you or if you feel like it allowed you to express yourself then it shouldn't be something you regret or doubt only if it's something that maybe you're not being yourself, or you're acting on emotional impulse. Like example, like if you're acting out of anger towards something, then obviously in that moment, that's not you being the truest version of yourself. I think that just for me, my guiding force is my authenticity. Am I being genuine, selfless, and following my values? If yes, then literally who cares so yeah i'm leaving that behind and then one more thing i want to leave behind feelings of annoyance and annoyance is obviously again not something you can completely avoid but you can minimize it and i actually discovered this app called ahead and it's like a therapy app but it helps work or it helps you work through your feelings like or your feelings and emotions like anger slash annoyance i kind of just grouped them and then anxiety i also put confidence that was going into like the self-doubt but basically what it was saying is like the reason we feel angry or annoyed is because something that we value is being threatened in our head so our brains are on like defense mode or they're trying to fight for you but really there's not an actual threat there. It's just the way we perceive something. Like example, I got annoyed at my brother on the Miami trip because, I don't know. I mean, I know, but like physically he did nothing. I think it was just like, he wanted to spend a lot of time with me and I'm not used to spending like literally every waking day for 10 days straight with somebody. So I was getting annoyed, but he didn't deserve that, right? and i could sense that i know when i'm starting to like be short with someone or like be rude and sometimes i'm like oh, i don't want to do this and i can't help it if i were to reflect on that i would be like the reason i'm feeling annoyed is because i feel like the thing that i value my time and my alone time specifically is being threatened so if i'm acknowledging that then it's less serious i'm like okay well it's only 10 days like i can sacrifice my alone time for the thing that i also really value which is connection honestly really recommend it's literally therapy like for babies because they talk to you in baby terms and it's i think it's inspired by duolingo so super digestible mini lessons anyways we love it we love the self-awareness okay so now what we're gonna do we're gonna go into our goal setting so For the year, you're going to write down three to five goals that you really want to achieve this year. And you're going to write it in a present tense statement. So like, I can hip thrust 400 pounds for 10 reps. So, I mean, maybe you're not that specific, but do you see what I mean? Like you're saying it as if it's true. That's the point. So take the time right now or come back to this later if you're driving, if you're walking, whatever also oh my gosh this is such a side tangent but it reminded me of like if you're walking i freaking love the hey i'm not trying to say it because i don't want my phone to go off the hey whole thing because i will always tell her now like in the morning this is a tip that i started to do before i even touch my phone i'll just be like hey what time is it and she'll tell me the time so i don't even have to touch my phone And that also like prevents me from scrolling because you know, as soon as you touch the phone, you're starting to like get into that mindset. So I don't even touch it anymore And so the same concept, like if you're walking and you don't wanna like take your phone out of your pocket, you can write yourself notes and be like, hey, write or text myself this message. Anyways, I love that. It's like my new hack for this year. So write down three to five top goals for the year in present tense statements. I'll go ahead I actually just did three for the year so number one I am in the fittest strongest shape I've ever been in not of my life because obviously I want to get stronger than that but at the end of the year I'm in the fittest strongest shape that I've ever been in in my life and number two I have a YouTube silver plaque yeah dream big baby And then number three, I wrote that Girl Gains has 2,500 active members. Okay, so business, health, personal. Once you have those three to five, I just chose three, like I said, because your girl does not want to get overwhelmed. But obviously, in the midst of all that, i'm going to be adding mini habits so i'll break it down for you so for the i am in the strongest and fit shape i've been in, in my life this is how you're going to break it down for the quarter plan okay so you wrote down your goals for the year and then you're going to break it down into a sub goal so that's your main some things just require time and that you can't really speed up But the concept of the 12-week year is that essentially if you set a deadline for yourself, you are more than likely going to achieve it by the deadline, whatever that is. So if you give yourself a year to do something, it's going to take you a year. If you give yourself 12 weeks to do something, it's going to take you 12 weeks because we act on deadlines. So it's just about like realizing that you can break down a goal and make it more achievable than just broadly stating something for the year. Oh my gosh, I love this type of stuff. Like, goal setting is so fun. So for my goal, I'm in the fittest and strongest shape I've been in. What I want to break that down into is my sub goal, which is that I have noticeable and proportionate muscle gain. So what I'm trying to do in these 12 weeks is gain muscle. So you're going to have your sub-goal, like aka your 12-week goal, and then you're going to say why is that your goal and who do you have to become to achieve it? So I'm going to say I want to gain muscle because it shows my perseverance and patience and it supports my long-term goal of wanting to be a strong and energized woman forever. I want to live a long, sustainable, strong life, I really want to gain muscle and show myself how to gain muscle after being in a plateau. Like the perseverance is in the sense that like, I feel like I've plateaued, but I also know that you can work yourself out of a plateau through strategy. And then who do I have to become to achieve it? I have to be someone who is patient, disciplined, and open minded because I need to be willing to adapt and make changes. And then you're going to go into your supporting actions, three to five tasks that will help you achieve your goal. These are three to five tasks that you're going to be doing weekly for the 12 weeks. I said I stick to my personal trainers program. And I listed the days Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, five days a week, I'm going to be Going to the gym and doing my program. In conjunction with progressive overload, every week I'm gonna look back. So I'm gonna be tracking on my um, workout tracker app. And then I'm gonna make sure that I'm progressively overloading by looking at my history and making sure that I'm either um, increasing the weight or the reps. I track my macros and hit my protein goals daily. I'm using my fitness pal to track. And then I take weigh-in pictures every Sunday and uh, measure my glutes, because that's kind of what I want to focus on, and gaining 0.5 pounds of lean muscle a week. So I have a scale, a food scale, and I'm gonna be really diligent about it. This is gonna require me to be in a slight caloric surplus and increase my protein. Once you have that supporting list of actions, then I put that into my Notion template. It's not mine. It's a girl that I found, the one on TikTok that talked about the 12-week method. She made a Notion template with like literally all these questions and prompts. So you can go on there. I'll link it in the show notes as well. But there is a habit tracker in there. So you're going to write. So I'm going to write down all these lists of actions. And then I'm going to put Monday through Friday, or sorry, Monday through Sunday and check off every time that I do something in the week. And then after that, there's like a weekly reflection. So it's going to say, what were your highlights of the week? What were you grateful for this week? Um, your life lessons of the week? And then like, what progress have you made? So I think the 12-week method, it's inspired by the book, The 12-week Method. But he talks about how you want at least 85% of your boxes checked in order to like see progress, right? So if I have five days that I need to go to the gym and like in order to be consistent with my goal, I need to have four out of the five boxes checked. Is that right? I think that's right. <laughs> but obviously, like make it attainable for you. You're the one setting the goal. So like, if I didn't want it to be five days, I could change it to four. And then my three out of four could be 80%. So it's just about like being realistic, you know, and like giving yourself grace. So yeah, that's my one for fitness. I wanted to talk about my girl gains one because that's something where my supporting actions are also habits that I want to just develop in general. So like, for the 20, I said 2,500 members, that would require me to really hone in on the business side of things and also the community side of things. So if I'm working towards that goal, to me that looks like reading up on marketing books, marketing efforts, diving into business strategies and like learning from successful entrepreneurs and doing research. So like, I wanna read, I think I put three times a week and take notes. And so I'm actively learning. And then in the other days, I'm obviously like, like taking action and working on Shopify and talking to the community. So that's kind of what I mean by like, yes, maybe you're only focusing on three goals, but you're also developing good habits to support those goals. So my one for YouTube, I really just, set myself a schedule so every sunday i'm filming and then monday wednesday friday i'm editing like just for an hour because before i was burning myself out literally editing for six hours straight and getting cramps and just getting irritable and then not wanting to touch it at all i was kind of like an all or nothing type of person like if i can't finish in that moment i don't want to do it but i am practicing like sustainable Baby steps, that's the whole point of Atomic Habits is like making a dent in things every single day or periodically instead of trying to tackle everything at once. And then not even just like every Sunday I'm doing YouTube, it would be like my friend actually suggested this for me, but she just said every Sunday do long form content, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube. So I can alternate between YouTube and podcast episodes. And still follow that same structure so yeah i'm happy with having a structure and like i'll let you guys know how it goes too after the 12 weeks i did start in december just because i was like why not be ahead of the game and yeah i really like it i feel good i feel level-headed and i hope that this inspires you or like. It's something that you want to try too, because then we're doing it together. And I think it'll be really cool to do like in 12 weeks, do a reflection and just see where we're at. And at that point too, you can add new goals or just change depending on, you know, what worked and what didn't. But yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like calm. I know it's easy to say (laughs) I feel calm because I'm not working full-time so I understand the chaos there of like somebody who is working and it's hard and it feels discouraging but literally I was able to quit just from remaining hopeful and learning and putting myself out there and like even just by setting goals so if that's like your intention then write it down and set the tangible steps that you need to get there and remember that direction is always more important than speed direction outweighs speed because you can be going a hundred miles an hour and be going like towards a wall you know and then you're going to crash and burn or you can be going slow and steady towards your goals following your values and you'll eventually reach whatever's going to bring you fulfillment and joy i'll lastly say that I heard this quote from a YouTuber I watch and he was saying it's not the pursuit of happiness but it's the happiness of the pursuit and I think like just hearing that I'm like wow that's so deep like my job but actually because it's all about being happy and finding joy in the everyday as you're striving for your goals because like To say that a goal equates to happiness means that you're not gonna be happy until you achieve it. And then once you have it, are you actually really happy? Or you can find happiness in the everyday and then just only go to appreciate the arrival that much more. So just keep that in mind, food for thought. As always, my DMs are always open. I love hearing from you guys and like personal stories. Even if you're like randomly telling me your goals and they have nothing to do with me, I would love that. (laughs) And I'm like, literally, I will ask people for their numbers when they DM me because I just don't even want to, like, I don't know. I feel like texting is so much better. But yeah, even, oh my gosh, if you send me a voice message of your goals, that's even cooler and yeah that's all i have for today i think short and sweet to start off my year and then maybe i'll do bi-weekly at least monthly i want to do podcasts and if you have suggestions let me know follow me on socials on youtube and tiktok until next time See you and crush your goals. Bye.